And uh, yes, uh, that's uh, good morning and beautiful day outside. Good morning, Nassim. And uh, it's great to be here again. Thank you very much for the opportunity to uh, address all uh, beautiful and gorgeous Jewish listeners all over the world. And uh, Jerry is doing a uh, tremendous job in uh, disseminating and proliferating Torah uh, and music and Chirichah and Torah to all our uh, brothers and sisters. So certainly, I mean, Kema and Torah. We're learning Pekabot right now, as you know. We're learning Pekabot between Pesach and Shabuot. Pekabot is our great medium towards perfection of the character. That's Derek Eres Kadman Torah. And that's what that Ben Adam Lachavero, and that's what brought down the Torah by Ichan, by Ichan, by Ichan. They encamp Keish Echad Belev Echad, like one soul, like one mind, and that's what brought the Torah. Hashem saw that we were Achdut on this by Ichan, that's what brought down the Torah. So we are progressing in our climb and our ascend towards the great day. The great day is the greatest day. The greatest day in the world is day of Matan Torah, Yom Hashishi. Yom Hashishi. Yom Hashishi, that's Shesh Pesivan, and that's when the heavens and earth stood. And that's why the heaven and earth stood. Hashem created the whole heaven and earth, means the universe. The unending and soft universe was created for one reason. The reason to give the Torah to the universe. And it all waited. It was waiting for who was going to grab it. Who was going to grab that Torah? And it was, it was a open season. It was open season. Anybody could have grabbed it. But the Jewish people, they said, They said, it's ours. We're keeping it. We're taking it. And it became ours forever. And that's why we say, we learned nice things this week. Not only Hashem is saying, you're my firstborn son, it's, it's more than that. You are my only son. You are my only son, Israel. Right? So you have to let's, let's, uh, uh, digest that, because that's what we're trying to digest also on Shabuot, Hadmatanta. That's making us a nation. Making us a nation is the receiving and accepting and observing, certainly, of the Torah. Torah and all of its ramifications, which are really uh, uh, unending. And that, that Torah for us is a, is a beracha, get it from Hashem. Torah min Hashemayim. This is what we're going to have on Shabuot. We're going to relive it on Shabuot. We relive it every day, actually. We say the Berachot Torah every day. We learn Torah, hopefully, every day. We're reliving Yom Shamati, uh, uh, paraphrase it, Bachorev. On the day that I stood with you, Chorev, for Har Chorev, that's Harsi. So that, that is something. In fact, Rambam tells us that that scene, and you have to make a scene, by the way. You can't just uh, be flat. You have to make a picture, a picture in your mind. A picture should be a picture of three million people, three million of our people standing around the mountain, Harsi and I. And... They're hearing thunder and lightning, and they hear uh, the sound of a fearsome shofar. Oh, and what a what a fearsome sound! A very loud shofar. And they're uh, and they see uh, smoke, also smoke. A lot of stuff happening over here. So 
Hashem is, certainly wants to catch our attention, so we'll have this etched. If you want, Hashem is etching it in our minds, in the hard drive <clears throat> of our minds, and in our children and children and children's minds for all generations. That's that's the that's the scene. So, so we have to know that this is the Gadleu al Kol Gedulah. The Rambam says in the Gere Teman, you have to make this picture, this scene, this idea, the greatest idea in your in your life. What? The day of Matan Torah. And that's what's coming up. We're coming up to the day. But you can't jump into Matan Torah. You can't jump into, uh, into Matan Torah. In fact, the Jewish people prepared, prepared a long time for it. They prepared for at least a few days, three days, four days. They couldn't touch the mountain, couldn't get close to the mountain. They couldn't be with their wives. They couldn't uh, do a bunch of things they have to prepare. Because preparation is the key for understanding how, how important something is. The more you prepare, the more you show yourself it's important, very important. You prepare, you want to prepare for a test. You have, you want to become a doctor, and you're preparing for months for the MCATs, for the test. Why? Because it's very important to you. You want to become, you want to get the uh, sheet skin. You want to get the, uh, the certificate. So you want, to, you don't want to have to take it again. I and mean, all those years of studying could, uh, could uh, not come, not come to fruition for you. So you prepare very heavy. Prepare. That's a good point. Maybe you prepare for your wedding day. Uh, that's, that's, another, that's another story. You have to know, what, what are you preparing for for your wedding day? Are you preparing, oh, very nice, get a nice new tuxedo, great. Get a new tie, great, fantastic. You're preparing for any shiny shoes, or get new shoes, it's very good. So, but, but there's not a lot more preparation than that to prepare for a career into a marriage. Very much more. So you have to know that it's serious. When you're preparing a lot, you know that it's serious. You're showing yourself this is serious business, and certainly a marriage is serious business. So you have to go read certain books, maybe. You have to go to your rabbi, or you take you and your your your, your kala, your prospective wife to the rabbi. Sit down with the rabbi, get some uh, pointers, some advice, some things that you should do, some things you shouldn't do. How to how to make your marriage uh, a successful one? How to uh, in terms of respect in terms of uh, attitude towards, uh, towards each other, and in terms of uh, going against your nature. Because if you go according to your nature, then, then, then it's not going uh, to be too good. You have to go, you have to make yourself, you have to make yourself into a, a person. You can't make the other person, you can't change the other person. You have to know going in that you have to change yourself. The only one you could change or improve in a marriage is yourself. Now that already is a fiddush to most people because they think they're going to a marriage and the lady's going to change. She's, he's going to change her. No, it doesn't, doesn't, that, 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 that's, that's a bad first step. Asher bara Elohim na'asot, he says in the said it yesterday, said that to do. God created the world to do. He said to do, to do, so many times to do, la'asot. So, so what does he mean la'asot? He already said, asher uh, bara Elohim. It should have just ended period. But one one way to understand it, everybody used to explain to make something out of yourself. That's the idea in this life. This life's idea is to make something out of yourself. I created a whole world, a beautiful world. Now make something out of yourself. And we have to know that going in that we, we cannot we're not standing still in this world. We have to be constantly moving up. Our land, the Sulam Musab Arsa, 
בראשו מגיע השמיים, בסולם, Without 
Olam Haba glasses on. They don't have the glasses of Olam Haba. You can't understand nothing in this world. Zero. Zero. You have to come to, you, you, you can come to uh, deny that there's anybody running the world without having Olam Haba glasses on. You see somebody, you see tragedies happen. Young people, Ra'alenu, what happens? I, I don't know, the Holocaust, all kinds of big tragedies happen throughout a person's life. Of course, they don't overweigh the, uh, the uh, Beracha that happens at first, but our, our minds tend to magnify the tragedies. That's the nature of a person. It magnifies tragedies where it minimizes uh, good, good things, Berachot. For example, if you hear me today, you're all here. If you're all here, you're all here, the ears are working. The ears are working, maybe you're also breathing. If you're here, you're breathing too. So this is Beracha. But we take it for granted. We think it's, you know, it's, a, you know, it's automatic. We're getting it, uh, we deserve it. And, uh, and therefore, we don't even look at it as a beracha. But we, if we look at all that as a beracha, and certainly all those berachot, all the millions and millions and millions of people that are getting it, that are having it at least for five minutes, at least five minutes, then that's, that will certainly outweigh all the people that are hospice shalom suffering on the other end, or bad things are happening to them. This, the good always outweighs the bad. Always outweighs the bad. But again, you have to have the right glasses on. But also the glasses of Olam Baba will come to, it takes work. Not, not, doesn't, not natural, it takes work. Olam Azad Dumeir Prozor, we say, Every Jew has a chilek Olam Baba. With one hitch, he has to believe in Olam Baba. You have a chilek you have a portion of Olam Baba, but do you believe in it? If you believe in it, you get it. If you don't believe in it, <laughs> why should you get it? Why should you get it? You have to know that grandpa and great-grandpa, they're, they're, not, they're not dead. They're in Olam Abba. Dead is a bad word. Dead is, a, is an illegal word, dead. I never use that word, dead. You could say passed away or passed on. It means it's transient. It's a transient uh, situation. It's temporary. It's temporary. But dead means dead is a doornail. That it's over, finished. So we have to know when they when they when they take a, a corpse, take a person that, that passed away, and they lower him into the ground. Let's see, you go to the cemetery, and uh, maybe it's a, whatever it is, a situation where maybe you're helping Kadrak Kedisha, you're doing a mitzvah, unbelievable mitzvah, and you see they're lowering the body into the ground. Now, to the eye, it looks like that's finite. It's over, finito, finished. He's in the ground. It's over for him. That's what your eye tells you. You could bet a billion dollars that there's nothing left for this guy. He's in the ground. He's going to disintegrate finally, and there's nothing, nothing going to be left for the guy. It's over. That's what the eye is telling you. But that, it's that that that's a lie. It's Shekir. Rabbi called it Shekir. It's the biggest lie in the whole wide world. What's the biggest lie in the whole wide world? Listen carefully now. The biggest lie in the whole wide world is death. Death is the biggest lie in the whole wide world. I'm going to say that again because I, I know it's a shocking statement, but it's not my statement, sir, at least it's Rabbi Miller's statement. Death is the biggest shekher, biggest falsehood in the whole wide world. Because, because it's really hiding, it's hiding the biggest the truth. The biggest truth, and the truth is, your soul lives on forever. A person's not dead, because a person was created in the image of God. Image of God means what, what's giving him that image of God? His soul. 
His soul, his, his, his spirituality is giving him the image of, of God. And it says in our Torah, God blew into him the breath of life. That is an axiom. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't hold to that, you better go to, uh, to Tibet or something. Go to the mountains of Tibet because you're not going to be, you're not in our shul. You're not in our school. You're not in our tribe. We have to know that the first, the first axiom, one of the first axioms is that God blew into man a soul. And that soul is what's making you tick. And that soul is what's making you great. And that soul is what's making, is making you holy, making you kadosh. When a person passes away, the soul leaves him. The body is no longer kadosh. The body goes, is interred into the ground, but the soul lives on forever. The soul goes back to where it came from. And it came from the source. It came from the source of sources. And therefore, we're saying over here that 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 we have to. So, so we're saying here about about uh, so when a person passes away, it can. It, you have to have those special glasses on because it can distort your eyesight. Because your eyesight tells you it's over. But the end is a hole in the ground. But the end is not a hole in the ground. The end is not a hole in the ground. It'll be a very uh, disappointing. And discouraging idea to think your whole life you work your whole life you give tzedakah and you do good things you're helping people you give good advice you're you're upstanding person upstanding jew you're doing all good things you're learning torah you're raising a family you're sending him to yeshiva and at the end to be a hole in the ground what kind of thing is that what kind of life is that how God is Hashem is beyond beyond and, and, and no, nothing that's beyond His power and His greatness and His kindness and His goodness and His wisdom are beyond ultimate ultimate so certainly that's the case would He create you think that the Creator would create a person like Abraham Avinu discerned with his mind, will create a person, even according to Zvara, logic, create a, a human being with his, with, 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 with a, with a, with a, uh, with a, with a, with a, with a, with a peace, with a neshama of God, and create him just to eat and drink and to, and to, uh, whatever he's going to, and to work and make money, whatever he's going to, you know, propagate in this world, and that's the end of, that's the end of that, and he's not going to get a uh, reward or punishment or have it, or be able to elevate it, no. God would do such a thing. That's over. Hashem, God is giving up this whole world is to the closed door. And then we're coming on to the other picture of all the vital. Haolam door, This world is a vestibule. It's a bank. It's a, it's a it's a preparation. It's in a hallway, so to speak. It's King's Highway going to New York City. This world is just, it's not just, it's the only hallway you're ever going to get. This, it's not only a hallway, it's the hallway. It's the entrance hall. Don't, don't forget that now because you're only going to have one shot at this entrance hall. But, but it's the entrance hall to the great banquet hall, to the great ulam, the great place, much bigger than the, than the entrance way. You enter and you enter and you get it going into the giant stadium, for want of a better word. Giant stadium of Olamaba. But you have to go through, you can't get to Olamaba direct. You've got to go through this world. And this world is a place of pests. 
It's a place of improvement. It's a place of mitzvot, midot, asimtovim. It's the only place you could do any of that stuff. The only place you could bless Hashem. The only place you could help your neighbor. The only place you could put money in it is a car box. You cannot do it any other place. Only in this world. So Allah Mazed Umilat closed door. And this world is the, it's not Domer, it's Domer, but it's the antechamber. Before you get into the, into the big chamber. So, so, what do you got to do? First of all, you have to, so again, the, the world is very important. It's, it's, in fact, it's, it's, more, it's most important than anything else. Because you can't do any misvot in Allah Mabba. You can't do nothing over there. In fact, the truth of the matter is that the rabbi always gives the analogy of, uh, of um, we're talking about, again, misvot ase. Because that's what we're, we're here in this world to do. We're here to do. Sheh Barahim La'asot, Allah created the world to do misvot ase, to do good things. Make something out of ourselves and do, by doing good things. Doing good things means doing what Hashem wants us to do. Make your will like his will. His will is what? What's his will? 613 is both. That's his will. That's his will. When you make your will like his will, you're in business. Then Hashem's going to make his will like your will. And they're going to take away anybody else's ill will. Ill will to you is going to take that ill will away from... Uh, he's going to make your will override their will. So the key is... To, to do, to do misbord. And and that's the purpose of life. Now, certainly you gotta avoid bad things. You gotta avoid stealing and eating uh, ham, let's say, insulting anybody. Uh, you gotta avoid uh, going with the wrong kind of people, certainly. You gotta avoid, uh, uh, I don't know, there's uh, 365 things you gotta avoid. Misbord what I say, you can't eat comments on Pesach, gotta avoid that. You can't, uh, can't, uh, you can't do many, many more things you cannot do. You can't be with anybody else's wife, that's for sure. So, so it's very nice not to, you can't open a light on Shabbat, you can't carry on Shabbat. So, so it's very nice not to do those things. It's not, not nice, it's great. It's great. Especially when you are, have an opportunity to do any of those things and you say to yourself, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because that I want to do, that's Hashem's will for me not to do it. That's already almost, almost, you're transforming almost from Yisbal Lot HaSeh into HaSeh, but I'm not doing it because I want to do Hashem's will. That is a high level. That is what Lot HaSeh. But again, otherwise, you certainly, you don't want to go up to heaven and say, I didn't eat him. I didn't drive in a car Shabbat. So, Hashem, what is he going to do? Is he going to pay for that? I don't know. I don't know. If you just stomped didn't uh, drive in a car Shabbat, I, I don't know. If, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I can't swear to it. But, I don't know that you're getting paid for that. Hashem pays everybody for everything, but I don't know how much you're getting paid for that. I don't know. Again, if you had the covenant, I'm not doing it because I'm doing Hashem's will, then for sure you're getting paid for that. But if, but, but if you're just not, I'm not driving a car, whatever it is, no. But the purpose of life is to do. It's what to do. I'm giving tzedakah. I'm honoring my mother and father. I'm going to shul. I'm putting on tefillin. I am, I am going to, I'm, 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 I am, I'm helping my fellow Jew. I'm giving him, I'm lending him money. I'm giving him uh, good advice. I am, uh, I'm going to the Bikul Fulim. I'm helping my fellow Jew. I'm picking up their spirits. I am uh, smiling to Jews. All those things and more. 248. Positive Mitzvot is why you're in this world. Let me tell you something, my friend. 
It's good business. It's good business. Because when you do a mitzvah there, and you do a positive mitzvah, you put on tefillin this morning, you'll say. You smile to your neighbor, it's a mitzvah, it's in a pekeavot, it's a mitzvah. Smile to make somebody feel good. Now, we did on Avim Hashem, it's patuk tefillin. You are, you are being uh, on the side of sachar, sachar, and then just the difference between sachar and the sachar, which is in Olam Abba, and the teras. It's teras and the sachar. So I meant to go to that on Saturday, we go to the Abot, and then find them from the Abot to Rabbi Natan. Teras. Peras meaning reward in this world. It's going to get a peras. Like, uh, like the Greeks gave the, gave the loyal Hellenists peras. They gave him a, a prize. Peras like a prize. They gave him uh, money. They gave him uh, honor. They gave him uh, 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 other, other, other uh, rewards. But it, but but that's no longer there. But um, we're saying here, sachat. Uh, Why didn't they use the word sachat? Rebbe didn't use the word sachat. But Arboter binatan, if it's found on the Perkeavot, uses the word sachat. Sachat means reward in the everlasting reward. Everlasting reward. Keras, this world is not everlasting. It's temporary. I get the uh, money. To the car, whatever,
all fantastic things. You know, people get that today. They think, I, what about I didn't get enough. I need to pause, to pause. No. You have to know all that stuff brings to peace of mind. When you have peace of mind, you can serve Hashem, you can serve yourself, you can serve your family. When you have peace of mind, you're having you have some Hanasah coming in, you have peace in the land, you're not living in a, in a terrorist land, anything can happen every day, even in France. Things are happening, or Venezuela, or places like that, or even Mexico, all over the world is going on. It's an upheaval going on in the world. Unrest. So, we don't know what's going to be. But, living in a place, Hashem says, I'm going to protect you, because you're doing all the good things, all the right things. But if you don't listen to these things, now, you're going to have a lot of problems. Sarah, I don't want to tell you about the problems, because we read it yesterday in a quiet way. In the I didn't read it loud. I read it so quiet. But the biggest... The biggest punishment is brought about in the Gemara. They, they expound in the Gemara. Biggest, biggest punishment, more than all the other ones, punishments were terrible. Terrible physical punishment. So the biggest punishment really is a spiritual punishment. It says, You'll be assimilated. You'll be lost amongst the nations. That is the worst punishment of all. Because from the sicknesses, you can go to the doctor, go to the hospital, you can come back, or you can be destroyed, destroyed in this world. But to be, this world's temporary, as we said. But to be, to be, to be assimilated, that's destroyed in the next world. You're finished. Married a boy, has to shalom, That, you cry over. Cry heavy over. What are you going to do? I don't know what you're going to do. You help the guy, send him a book. Did you talk to him? I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. So, that's the worst punishment there is. Now, we have to know that okay, let's say it like this. I'm going to say it like this. Let's say it like this. You have to know that the, the, the uh, first Rashi in the parasha is Tremendous Rashi, which is telling us what are the steps that are going to lead to this this devastation. Then and now, steps. It's a, it's a step. It's a, it's a step of of ladder. It's a ladder. It's a, it's a, one leads to the next. One leads to the next. And you just say it outside. This first, Imlotishmeu. First, what does it mean? The Rashi tells you. First of all, Lo Lamad. The person didn't learn. Didn't learn means didn't learn Torah. Lo Lamad, Lo Asa. If he didn't learn, then he can't do it. That's uh, automatic. He didn't learn, so he can't do. So now, he didn't learn the the halakot of Shabbat. How could he do them? He didn't learn halakot of of Pesach. How did, you, how did you know not to eat Hamed? He didn't do it. He didn't learn. He didn't do Next step he's going to do. He didn't learn. He didn't do He's more Acharim Shehosim. Oh. Now, his personality, his psychology says, hey, I'm not doing it, but there are other people that are keeping his misbot. So I can't handle that. So I have to make them, uh, I have to make them disgusting. I'm disgusted with those people. Those people are ignoramuses. These people are are uh, boards. 
They're they're from the leftover from uh, from uh, two thousand years ago. Oh, so was it? So I I'm better. I'm I'm. They they, uh, they disgust me. These Hasidim they disgust me. That's the third step. Fourth step is Toneh Chachamim. He comes to hate the Chachamim. Why does he hate the Chachamim? Because the Chachamim are the ones that are teaching the people how to do these things or what to do. They're the teachers. They're the leaders. So he's blaming it now on the teachers that are teaching the people to do. And those people to do that, he is disgusted with them. The next thing he does, he goes to an extreme next step. The extreme next step is he's physically monea nishotim. He's stopping people, the ones that are doing. He stop them physically. He could stop them through uh, political means. He could try to stop them through uh, paraphernalia. He stopped them anyway. Anyway, he could try to stop them. The guy goes to class. He says, you want to come to the night? What are you wasting your time? You shouldn't go to the shouldn't give tzedakah. Like the Pekavot says, that's a midat rasha. I don't want to give, and you don't give. You don't give. You shouldn't give. Oh, that's rasha. He's monea. He's stopping other people from doing good things. The guy's going to be fulfilling. His friend says, no, 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 let's go play ball. Stop him. Stop him from going. Huh? This guy is uh, terrible. So that's going. That's in the next step. That's monea mi je osim. He's stopping people. He's doing his work. Now, the next step is fulfilled by his work. That's not enough that he's stopping people. Now he wants to. Now it's not. It's still bothering his ego, bothering his psyche that he's. Uh, he's, doesn't, he's against all these things because it, 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 it's still bothering him. Although he's stopping them, he still has a guilt complex. He's feeling guilty. So he has to, he has a, 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 a system in his, in his, in his, in his put into us into a decent person of guilt. Called Baishanim, Baishan, he has guilt. He's embarrassed. Embarrassed. Person embarrassed means he feels guilty. So, 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 what does he do with this guilty man? After doing all that stuff, he says, he says, you know something? It must be. I don't got to feel guilty. You know why? All those mitzvot that the rabbis taught the people, that the people are learning in Torah, it's not from heaven. It's man-made. Like, like the reform. Reform don't believe. Uh, it's man-made. Therefore, you know, it's man-made, so I can drive in Shabbat because it doesn't say that Torah is driving Shabbat. And maybe I'm going to them. I'm going to drive to go to Bergdorf Goodman. I'm going to drive to go to the beach. And going to the beach is Menuchah. It's resting on Shabbat. So I'm going to go drive on Shabbat to do a good thing. That's what they're... That's the corruption that goes on in a person's mind. Akkor Mitkol. That's what's said in the Haftarah the person's mind is more crooked than anything else. The person's mind could take something and, and, and straight and make it crooked and make him think it's straight. So that 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 those, that reform or non-religious, even worse, the reform, even conservative, they want to twist it around and say, oh, "I'm doing a good thing." They won't say, "I'm doing the wrong thing." They want to say, "I'm doing the good thing." I'm I, I, I'm saying that it's not in that mind. Imagine that. that we we believers, we we manim. We're coming up to Shavuot, and the key to Shavuot and the, the, the key to us being who we are, and the key to us surviving for the last 3,300 years is 
very, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a vital idea. Vital. Either you have it or you don't have it. The idea is Torah is min hashamayim. Min hashamayim. You got to say it about a thousand times. Torah is from heaven, from heaven, from heaven, from heaven, from heaven, from heaven. What does that mean from heaven? Did anybody go up there? Anybody see anything happen over there in heaven? Where is heaven anyway? Where is heaven? Where is heaven? I don't know. Where is heaven? You're in the clouds, above the clouds. You got to go. Maybe you got to go to the top of the Empire State Building and uh, and look in the uh, observatory and get to put a quarter in the in the machine with the binoculars. And maybe you'll see heaven from there. I don't know. I don't know. So, but but we have to we have to have you know, especially you know us Sfaradim. This is like a no-brainer. Torah is from heaven. It's immutable. It's unchangeable. It's uh, it's from God. It's a great, it's a big idea. It's not small. Don't think. Torah is from Yud Ke God wrote the Torah. Can't say it. God wrote the Torah. God wrote the Torah. And God wrote the Torah. Did anybody see him write it? Do I have it? Yes. Yeah. I don't got to see him. God wrote the Torah. It's divine. It's divine. You can't change it. It's our gift. It's our. It's our life. We have a gift from God, the Creator of the world, the sun, the moon, and stars, trillions of billions of stars, billions of trillions, all the food, all the contrivances in the world, the God that puts us in, in the world with kindness and, and wisdom and, and power, we have his book. His book means his thought. His thought means his ideas. His ideas means his plan for our success. We have in our hands God's plan for our success. God is the maker. He made the machine. And the machine, that's us. So he knows, the maker knows where the machine, when the machine needs oiling, how the machine can become perfect, how the machine has to operate, what it should do, what it shouldn't do. That's the maker. So so, so the Torah is the instructions for the machine. That's us. For the, for the machine. So that's what the Torah means. Hashemayim. So these people, what happened to them? They now are, are denying the misbought. What? that it's not from heaven. Now, when they don't say it's not from heaven, they can do whatever they want. Like, again, like like the reform. They, they eat unkosher, they eat shell, eat lobsters, ham, because they, they can drive a car. And there's no, there's no misvot, because you know why? Because God didn't give it. And if God didn't give it, then don't come on to me. I have no guilt, guilt trip. I got no guilt feelings. I could do what I want. I could have any kind of lifestyle that I want. I could, I could, I could live it up. I could be like the Greeks, eat, drink, and be merry. For tomorrow we die, because there's no, uh, there's no retribution, no restitution, and there's no, there's no olamaba uh, neither, no nothing. Okay. Next thing they do, the next step, the seventh step, is kofir b'Hashem. They actually deny that there's a God in the world. How could it come? How could a person come to deny there's a God in the world? And we'll review and say quickly. It comes by saying. He didn't learn. He didn't learn. So he didn't learn. He doesn't have. He didn't do any mitzvot. No commandments. No hakarat atov. He went, and then it bothers him. People. Then now he's disgusted by people that are doing commandments. Look, look at those guys. What are they doing? They're, uh, they're, uh, they have. Uh, they're waiting to succeed. Oh, who is it to succeed? They, were, they, they, they don't drive in a car. They, they come to school. They were, I'm disgusted with that. The next thing they do is they hate the chachamim that teach them how to do because the chachamim they're all sketch. They're all money, money hungry. They start to make fun of the Chachamim. They make letzanut on the Chachamim. 
They're money hungry. They're grubbers. What do they know? They don't know better than me. I'm just I'm 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 as smart as they are. They, and they come to that. Not only not only they they despise they, they, they hate the they hate them. And Monet and then they start to hate. They start to stop people. Not not enough just to feel disdain on people. They don't want anybody to do it because they don't want those people to have one up on them. It shouldn't have anything up on them. Don't give tzedakah. I don't want you to give tzedakah. What do you care if they give tzedakah? No. I don't want them to be better than me. You see? That's, that's the mentality. And the next thing is, they are saying that the whole Torah is not from heaven, and therefore, who gave it? I don't know who gave it. But this is the, 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 the seven steps to oblivion. Now, of course, the opposite is true. When you learn, then you do mitzvot, and then you... Uh, Love the people that are doing it. You start to love the Chachamim and you help people do mitzvot and you, you, you realize the mitzvot are divine and then you come to believe in Hashem even more. Now let's consider a Pishkavot as follows. Well, before this, I want, I want to say like this. But please, I want to say like this. In Pishkavot, since we are climbing the ladder towards Matan Kodah and the sixth Perek, there's 48 ways to apply it to that. Mentet Nyanim. 48 ways to apply it to that. Of course, the first one is like we're saying over here. The Talmud. first way to apply Torah is to learn. Without learning, you're not going to apply nothing. Maybe you'll apply a sunburn. I don't know what you're going to apply. But the Torah you'll never apply without learning Torah. Even if you take that, that homash and sleep with it under your pillow, nothing's going to seep in. So the next step is the Shemiata Ozen. That's what I want to talk about quickly. Shemiata Ozen means to Shemi'ah means also to understand, by the way. Now, Sede Nishma'ah, we said by, by, by the, when we accepted the Torah, Nishma'ah doesn't only mean to hear, it means to understand. It says over here, to show you a gorgeous one, it says, Dara, how does Sarah become greater than Abraham Avinu in, 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 in Kabbalah? How did she become? I couldn't say that. Torah says that she was greater, even the Hamim tell you that. Why? Shema Bekola, God said, listen to Sarah, listen to her voice. Right? Abraham didn't want to kick out Yishmael. Sarah said, kick out Yishmael. Hashem said, go listen to your wife. Not only that, the rabbis tell us that not only in this case, listen to your wife, in many other cases, listen to your wife. Not only in this speaking out of Ishmael, but over here, as far as speaking Ishmael, they said, they said, listen to your wife. But, but the question is, how did Sarah become a greater Navi than the greatest man in the world? How did she do it? Because if we can realize how she did it, then maybe we can gain a little bit how we can do a little bit on our level. So it says like this, this is how you can do it. Sarah was listening at the door of the tent. Not that day, every day. Every day. When it says she listened, that's what I mean, she listened every day. To who? To her great father and teacher, great husband and teacher, Abraham Abinu, that was converting people every day in the tent. He was giving them the shmuz, the haki, the conversion. The, the, he was explaining it to them in beautiful, clear terms. Now, there's a God in the world, and He's running the world, and He's benevolent, and He gives reward, and He's doing it all because He loves you. He's explaining and explaining and explaining in, his, in a beautiful, lucid manner. And Sarah was listening every day, and she was becoming great just by listening and learning and listening and learning. Not only listening, but understanding. The Shemua means to understand. And and He never once said, I heard it before. I heard it before. I couldn't say that. I want to hear it again. Go to the lecture of the rabbi, don't think I heard it before. That's a, uh, I heard it before. But I'm listening again because I want to hear it even better. I want to I review. There's nothing better than Hazara. Hazara's review. 
That's how you learn by reviewing. So now, we're talking about the Shemiyata Ozen. That's how you acquire Torah. You acquire Torah by, by Shemiyata Ozen. It means when you're learning Torah also, you shouldn't be learning it silently. You shouldn't be learning like, like you know, just by, by, by a mental capacity. You, I mean, you could do it if you want. You could just open the book and just think. It, it, it could be done. But if you want it to be more uh, purposeful, you want it to be more powerful, you want, to, you want it to be more embedded into your mind, into your heart, then you say it with the mouth. You say it with the mouth, you see it with the you hear you saying to that place, you to be in the grass, you hear people, you hear people learning, you hear them learning, they're not quiet learning. When it comes to tefila, praying, that's a different story. You should pray quietly, you should form the, the words with your mouth, uh, you want to go whisper them, that no, if nobody else could hear you, depending on where you're holding, where you, how, you, how you hold, you can hear a little bit with your ear. If that's quietly, fine. That'll, that'll uh, reinforce. The idea is when you hear it again, it's a, it's, a, it's a review, it's a reinforcement in the ear. So when you're learning, the Shmiata Ozen is a reinforcement with the ear. But I want to say a little conclusion on Shmiata Ozen, which I was thinking about this week, because we do have a Petkeavot, again, with the Ruzun Petkeavot, that says that a person, Haolech, Haolech, is going out in the Sadeh, and he's learning. He stops from his learning. I don't mean He's uh, he's Hayamita while he's learning Gemara, and he says Mana Eh Oh, what a beautiful tree that is! What a beautiful flower that is! Mana Eh How gorgeous that tree! How gorgeous that tree! Ah, But the rabbi, why? Because he stopped his learning just to see a nice tree, but he's not connecting the tree. If he's connecting the tree to Shabbat he's connecting the tree to Emuna. He's connected the tree to seeing the. The, the wonders of love to woman that's a different story, Rabbi said. So then then the Kavana is like no less than changing what we say, the Lucha say. It's like it's like closing Baba Matya and open up Banabatabatta. No problem with that. You can close you can close you can mock see from one Mishnah to the other Mishnah when you open up Mishnah. So 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 when you mean in the Keba. So from that idea we're we bring in like this. The Shmiata Ozen, it, it also, certainly at the Mutrat, what does it mean? It means, Hashamayim Mesaperit Voter, Maasei Adama, Maglit Rafiyah, Elin, Yom Nevi Onur, Elin Ishmaq Olam. The whole world is talking, but nobody's hearing, nobody's listening. The world's talking, what is it saying? It's saying, it is, it's saying, I'm running the world. That's what it's saying. I'm running it to you. Elin is our one. So when you hear the birds singing, and you're saying to you, and you're hearing them with your ears, and you're and you and you're able to feel that Hashem is singing to you from the, supposing the birds are singing to you, so to speak, and you're saying thank you very much, and you're getting that, you're getting that, that that emuna, that hashkafa, that hakaratatov, then certainly that's that's the shmiyata ozen. So you can get gain shmiyata ozen not only learning the Torah, you gain shmiyata ozen in the teva. Teva is Hashem's teva. Is, you can't separate teva from Torah. Teva and Torah, there's so much Torah, Torah and Teva. That's for us to dig it up. So you should all enjoy the Teva today. Go out. Open up a Sefer Damkin. Why not? Torah is the We're all preparing for the big day. Big day of Matan Torah coming up this weekend. Enjoy your day.